broadcasting live from a torture that ends based on our own skill, this is Pop Culture Reference, your one-stop reference for all things pop culture. I'm one of your hosts, Garrett Strother. And I'm one of your other hosts, Seamus Connolly. And, and our third host is Dominic Torres. <laughs> Honestly, looking over my... Oh, not looking over my shoulder. We've relocated all of the Fast and the Furious posters in this apartment <laughs> for this event. I'm not, I'm not used to it. There's co- literally Coronas on various shelves and in front of us right now. We are, of course, doing as a prep for Fast X, which comes out next week, our first mini-marathon here on the podcast. Mercifully, we are not going to be forcing ourselves through any kind of double-digit hour ordeal, again, depending on our own skill, <laughs> because we will be kind of shotgunning the respective pieces of Fast and the Furious canon media that so far we have not been exposed to. So that's starting off with Justin Lin's independent introduction of our favorite character, Han Solo, Better Luck Tomorrow. Then moving on to two short films, one set before the events of Too Fast, Too Furious, and another set before the events of Fast and Furious, the first focusing on Brian O'Connor, and the second focusing, of course, on the entire family, but predominantly one Dominic Toretto. Of course, Dom Toretto himself. And then polishing it off with a quick little speedrun marathon of Fast and the Furious Crossroads, the PS4 classic. Also takes place before... I believe it takes place between 5 and 6. I think that's right, yes. But we'll we'll double-check that once we get into (laughs) the game itself. Yes, we will. Now, those of you familiar with our marathon format, if you've been here for a while, although it has been nearly 30 episodes since our previous episode 100 Vin Diesel marathon, and what, 70 or 80 episodes I since... I think from our, from our initial dip into the pool of madness that is this franchise. For our more filmic outings, we will be taking a strictly four-minute post-game recap little podcast session for both the feature film and the two shorts and then at intervals that will be determined as we get into the game for fast and the furious crossroads we will be doing two minute checkpoints throughout (laughs) the game that will report back to you about you know we're not going to be reaching the same level of delirium that we wouldn't during a normal marathon i think our estimate currently is that this is going to take somewhere between six and eight hours and that will be a very interesting experience i think yeah i'm i'm definitely looking forward to the the mini checkpoints coming in there because at that point it really as we said of course up top we're going to be cursing ourselves we're going to be like to the point like eight hours not too bad but to the point of like messing up races or losing certain objectives over and over again based on the level of corona slash uh, time we've put into it and we're gonna start like turning on each other i think a little bit if if we if we get stifled in in the story pop culture reference civil war (laughs) they're gonna find our bodies in here like a hundred years from now with with cans on our skeleton heads like what happened to these men (laughs) oh well as you might have guessed from coming into this introduction here We will not be doing a news segment this week, so next week when we cover Fast X, we will also be double, double fisting our our news segments, like the Coronas that we hold (laughs) right now. Edward Corona hands, just duct taped to to us (laughs) until we run out. 
we will be coming back later for a pop culture reference segment that will be determined. We are not recording that at the time of our marathon, but we will have a pop culture reference of some kind to, to swoop in with. So don't worry about that. But without further ado, I think I think we can delay no longer. I I, I think we need to jump into to our first bit here. Something I'm I'm honestly have been so excited, genuinely as a as just like a movie goer to to watch. We're jumping right into Better Luck Tomorrow. See you on the other side. Let's Shamus. smoke them. Smoke them. Smoke them. Smoke them. Era. All right, we. I was gonna. I was gonna take a breath there, but we really only do have the four minutes to talk about what is maybe top three Fast and the Furious movies of all time. It is. It's not the best Fast and the Furious movie. It is the best movie in the Fast <laughs> and the Furious saga, certainly, because Better Luck Tomorrow is a certifiable independent art film classic it's i specifically didn't do a lot of research going in here i knew han was in up in the mix uh i didn't know that there were other actors who make reappearances throughout the justin lynn side of the fast and the furious movies but that was it was a treat to see we kind of discussed during this that's the Sorry, corona sneaking up that's on That's the you. corona, my god. You're gonna oh. bleep your own <laughs> Family, but like a gurgly family. <laughs> oh. It's, it's family. You know, <laughs> Vin Diesel's already basically burping most of his lines anyway. Oh, that's very true, but Vin Diesel's not in this movie, uh, very sadly. Well, Sung Kang is more than enough for me. I'll uh, say uh, that. Sung Kang kills it, so we were really giddy pretty much every time Han was on screen. That, that was in- incredible, but... We kind of were talking that we weren't really going to get too far into spoiler territory because this I is don't like think a, we should. it's like a real movie here. I it it is I want to do a whole episode about it maybe. It it was more than I expected in every single way. Beautifully shot. Like unbelievable color palette. That one basketball court shot that you and I were losing our Just minds drooling over. over because it was in like five different planes of color and depth. It, I, I loved it so much. It's got the structure of, you know, a Scorsese gangster film, a Scorsese crime film. Yes, it does. And it's in a niche and such a specific period of time and place that really works as its own unique piece of art. I've never seen another film like it. There are plenty of films that are reminiscent. Oh, sure. But it is its own piece of work. And frankly, it makes me want to go seek out other Justin Lin films that are not the Fast and the Furious movies and that one Star Trek he did. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, me, me too. It, is, it was so entirely impressive. And I, I mean... 2003, I guess I'm not expecting a ton, but they there were even things that were, like, specifically of that era, like, his use of fast motion and jump cuts in that, like, absolutely enchanting, weird, beautiful way that he does in this high school environment. I, I thought it, it hit the spot so well, and I guess I'm, I'm used to... Or I guess I was more expecting uh, a lot of the Fast and the Furious, more just, like throwing stuff on the screen to see what happens at the end but it felt so intentional in every every single shot that they did right down to the last few moments of in very intense drama at the climax there and 
weirdly enough, left it open enough at the end that more of these characters could come into the fold of the Absolutely Fast and the Furious. Good. Yeah, I mean, I'll say this: it makes sense why Han's in Tokyo, but Han's not in Tokyo for like five more movies. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Oh yes, I. I want to rewatch definitely Tokyo Drift. I want to rewatch the more Han heavy. I guess what is that? Seven, eight, nine. It, Tokyo Drift five, six, seven. Well, maybe not seven. Uh, no, I don't think seven. I think it's. Oh no! That that's all we have to say about Sun Kang. Sun Kang. Sun Kang. Arrow. All right, four four minutes on the clock yet again. For a six-minute short that we just watched. <laughs> yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be strange. Cause we actually did just rewatch Too Fast, the entire like the real Too Fast, Too Furious, but now we're talking Not right now, just not like, right now, like not recently. A, yes, recently, but we're talking the prelude turbocharged. I want a whole movie of this, if I'm being honest. Like, even if they I somehow found a way to no. Seamus, no, I'm I stop you. the ta- the tail <laughs> of the you. of Brian on the road is such no. an interesting idea yeah, to I'll me. T- I'll tell I'll tell you this: if they had a if they had enough footage from shooting this short prelude, okay, that yeah. they could turn it into a ninety minute movie, I'd be down with that. Anything else is, <laughs> is sacrilegious. Inappropriate. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Turbocharged graphic novel. I, okay. Turbocharged Fine. video game tie-in. Something where, that. like, the adventures of Solo Brian, like, learn, like, honing his street racing skills all over the country sounds awesome to me. Because this is a short film that's set between The Fast and the Furious, the original, and Too Fast, Too Furious, about Brian on the run after he has let Dominic Toretto go with his 10-second car. Ugh. That that <laughs> first part where he's looking in the mirror and they flash back to the end. I owe you a ten second car, ten second car, ten second oh, car. God. That's how it's gonna sound at the end of this second. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It really is. Oh man, I I was I was hoping uh, James James Remar. James Remar. I was hoping he would pop his head in there. You I know, also was thinking that he was on set, like they would kind of you know saddle up right at the end for a showdown, but. Also, Suki. No Suki to be seen, no Suki, unfortunately. Uh, we get a couple of the other cars from the intro of Too Fast, which which was fun to see, but... Uh, no Ludacris. No Ludacris. He's not coming in on the person. He <laughs> has been defeated, and he will stop now. <laughs> no dialogue at all to, to bring up any of this. It was basically a music video, more or less. Like, with the weird mid-2000s... <laughs> Yeah, it was like a, it was like a beat, but then there was like the graphic overlay of his Indiana Jones map throughout the country. It's very, it's, I I liked it. I I honestly wish it was longer than six minutes. I thought we were in for like a forty five minute like like real story about him getting to Miami. I don't know. <laughs> you think you're fast? You've never seen anybody as fast as me. You think you're furious? never seen anybody as furious as Dominic Toretto. Oh, man. That's what we're coming up to next. And I, I know we're getting a little more meat on the bones of our next little short. But this this turbocharged, it, le- it left me wanting a lot more. And I mean, isn't that just what you need for a prelude to a movie that is generally disliked, I guess, by most audiences? I think it's in the top half of the Fast and the Furious saga. Yeah, I would say that. I, I, would, I would agree with that. I, I'll put on turbocharged before I watch... Too fast again, probably, whatever that may be. 
It's kind of crazy that it took us a little while to find it. It's on no streaming areas at all. I swear that I had checked before that it was on the special features section on you, Movies Anywhere. Did you check the original Fast and the Furious? I did. Well, I what did. the hell? I don't know then, because we checked a lot of them that would have made semi-sense, yeah. and, and it just kind of didn't show up. And there. to think that I was just at the, the thrift store the other day, and they had Too Fast, Too Furious for cheap. With they, the turbo charge well, in the special features? Well, it would be on the special features, right? <laughs> I mean, I would, I would hope so, but... This is really like a, this is kind of lost to time. It's kind of thrown out with the uh, with the rest of the side stuff. I hate to say this because while you were making your weird like, hey, they should make a full movie out of this. I mean, I mean, I don't think they should, but yes, go on. Well, never mind. You don't get to ever say that. What you were gonna say? That what you were gonna say? That what you were gonna say? Roll four minutes. Here we go. Los Bandoleros. Another's. Uh, the three out of three surprising things that we have been watching today. I didn't know what we were getting into, really. I didn't realize that it was, like, the true, like, cold open of Fast and Furious. and, and Full spoilers for the short film, obviously. Oh, yeah. And honestly, for the last couple four minutes each, but I guess we didn't yeah, say that too much. Um, it, it Shot on location in the Dominican Republic, Dom is... Get, giving gas to the people, or right? he's prepping to give gas to well, the people. for minutes on end, this is a 20-minute short, and for minutes on end before Dom is even introduced, we are seeing the people of this village in the Dominican Republic struggle because gas, when the price of gas goes up, everything goes up. Eggs, rice, milk, milk. was the third one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But you know who can help our hero in in the in the bandito ways of, of st- the Robin Hood stealing from the gas and giving to the poor is Han Solo, who we did not know was going to be in this short film. I am oh. ecstatic. We have jumped from... <laughs> actually, I was going to say, we've jumped from one canonical... Han- but no, we have. We have jumped from the last... From the first canonical entrance of Han in Bedrock Tomorrow to... The first in the Fast Saga proper, it, which in the is timeline, this short yeah. film. So it's good to see them connecting up. It, it, he's not that much older looking, which is that's good, you know, yeah. Honestly, I mean, like, good for him in general. But um, Better Luck Tomorrow was two thousand three. This was two thousand nine. I want to say something like that. Yeah. So like, I mean, he's looking good. He's snacking. I think he gets a snack in there unless I'm misremembering the first 20 minutes well, of Fast we, and the Furious. We might we have also watched the first 20 minutes of Fast and Furious immediately after watching this 20 minute short because... Which I highly recommend, by the way, before we get too far into it, because it really does line up really well with each other. It's incredible because the entire setup here is Dom's gotta bring the gas to the people, all gas. No breaks. No breaks. <laughs> Letty shows up. She's like, you're not doing this job without me. They're breaking one of the brothers out of prison. Han is flirting with a girl. That then all pays off in the actual opening for Fast and Furious. Because you see Han with the girl. She's part of the heist. You see the brother teasing the other brother about the fact that they had to break him out of prison. Letty is giving Dom a hard time. About, like, be, like pulling jobs alone, even, because as we know from this short, before going into Fast and Furious, it it seems like they could even have been pulling jobs together at that point 
uh, for a long time, but she has to, like, track him down and force her way in. She... She kind of, you know, messes our boy Dom's club game up with two floozies that she's like, call back to Fast, the Fast and the Furious, the, the, all the way back to the first one. She says she's following the scent of skanks to Dom's location. Because, you know, all the women are falling over Vin Diesel. I was going to say, I think if I'm following the scent of skanks anywhere, it's to Han Solo's right? hotel room. Yeah, because <laughs> the way he's introduced in Better Luck Tomorrow, we didn't even mention, <laughs> is in a like weird Polaroid snapshot montage that includes him mid-threesome, which I think is... That's, I mean, that's like, on brand for Han Solo, it but brand. it's also on brand to have like a one-night stand with... Maybe another man's woman? Like, I don't, I don't really know what that guy's relationship was, but not only, well, never mind. Four we'll never minutes know. already? We'll never know. We'll never know. We had so much, we had so much, we had so surf, much. Surf, surf. First two minute checkpoint. We are. We've been playing for hours. I was gonna like. say, it feels like so long we've been in this and we're on like the third mission of Fast and the Furious Crossroads, but. We had a great Dominic Toretto Letty opening. Yes. Wonky, wonky steering, but very arcadey, forgiving health. Yeah, definitely the the oh the Corona's catching up with me again. <laughs> oh. the, the arcadey nature of everything in this game really makes it more playable. We took like ten tries to finish one race, the the first race that we have. Thank God there are checkpoints between laps because we were not we were not doing well. I don't know how much more drag racing there's really gonna be though. For the rest of this game, I feel like I think every other mission is gonna. I think it's gonna be like crime mission, race mission. I think it's gonna kind of kind of go back and forth. If if that is my we, guess, we just connected with Letty. We haven't even actually talked to Dom yet as our as our original characters, characters, whose names that we definitely know in these yeah. first hour or whatever. I know Sebastian's name, so what does that say about me? Sebastian is whom? Sebastian's the guy that we're playing <laughs> as. Before. Oh, the boyfriend, the boyfriend of the guy, of the girl who's who's owes money to the original highway robbers. I wonder how many more times they're going to say that. We had a Suki name drop. Yes, we saw uh, Brian's car from Too Fast. Yes, they fished it out of the lake where he drove it onto the '80s villain Cole Hauser. Yes, that oh yes, uh, his yacht. And now it's one of the cars in our possession, apparently. We've unlocked some behind-the-scenes footage of, like, character models and images of people recording in the booth. But also, we've apparently unlocked license plates and things like that. But yeah. I, wonder, I was wondering, Seamus, do you think that's only for online mode that we need, like, nine players oh, to play? maybe. Well, we'll never know. Again, <laughs> we'll never, ever know. Oh, goodness God. Goodness God. Goodness God. Roll four. It is not a full four, Garrett, and you're, we're going to start this segment in the middle of your last sentence accidentally. We are a hundred hours into, <laughs> into Fast and the Furious Crossroads. It hasn't gotten better yet, really. We're kind of getting the hang of the controls a little more, I feel like. Do you, do you feel like that is happening? Yes, I do. Because when I was trying to do that drag race earlier, oh, yes. I did feel myself like getting the handbrake turns better. Mm-hmm. But it's too bad to be, <laughs> like, a good racing game. And it's it's too boring to be, like, a true arcade racer. Really what we're here for 
Is it crazy to say that we're here for the cutscenes, Garrett? Because we damn sure aren't paying attention to the mid-race dialogue bubbles, well, right? Well, our friends, whose names I cannot remember still... Well, that makes one of us, because I definitely Vienna. remember if you don't ask. Vienna. 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 Wait, right? Am I... I think you're right. I, I think, think it's it is Vienna. Vienna. I think so. But yeah, it's the, it's so uninteresting, and we're doing work for Letty, and there's been, you pointed this out while we were playing, there's been like four different cutscenes where they've done like a reveal shot, <laughs> and it's just Letty. It keeps, I'm ready for like Tej, who they keep name dropping to show up, or even Dom again. It's been too long since Dom has shown up, and it's been not even that long. I, I would take Tyrese at this point. I really would. I, I would take him gladly. <laughs> I also, I don't know if you were expecting some kind of open world element to this. Like, I was. maybe go do this uh, optional race. Maybe well, do this did optional I, did race. Did I mention that it feels like GTA on air? Did I just say that to you? No, you just said that when we were playing, and I agree. It feels your... like GTA, but it feels like GTA only when you're playing story mode, and it's like, you have to go see your cousin to talk about <laughs> going bowling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that, but... It's that and something else, but well, I, did we and stop Taco here? Bell is almost oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Checkpoint number three. Checkpoint three. Uh, this game is not really getting better, is it, Gary? <laughs> we haven't really found the stride. I I find myself waiting for the cutscenes to get the little little snippets of lore, the little Easter eggs, more than anything. I just watched you. Drive a bread truck into a terrorist site, I think, maybe. The more about arcadey explosions this is, the better it is. The more about driving it is, the worse it gets. I think I can agree with that. I'm Even the races feel like they're even too structurally rigid to have fun with. If you're just like, you're on an endless highway... And you keep passing the same thing over and over. And you have to keep ramming into the and right just ram guy. into it. Honestly... That level structure with a couple of those uh, camera jump points. The slow-mo, That's yeah. pretty much all I really want out of this. Unless they're going to let me walk around GTA style in a game like this. I'm really just trying to do jump. Because garage. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, you can be in Miami. You can be in California. You can be in... I'd rather play that than this, but that would cost yeah. a lot more money than this to make. Oh, yeah, for, for sure. This seems like all the money... Obviously went into the vo half of the voice cast, I would say. And I am very glad that Dom has shown up in the main storyline now. Yes. He's talking about the beautiful ancient language <laughs> of Arabic. Which it is, I will say, but it's just weird to have him, like, wax poetic about the language of Arabic. I don't know. Oh. It's very silly. I, I don't necessarily hate it. I'm hoping these next few levels are... We should have been timing how long we've been doing this for, because it feels like a long time. You I'm... can check the first recording. Oh, I guess that's true. And we can also, I think, maybe check on the main PlayStation menu how long that's we've true. been actually playing. But, yeah. damn. Long... Well, well, damn, we won't know, I guess. I guess. I guess. Roman okay. is here. Roman <laughs> right. Pierce, Tyrese Gibson. Thank you for remembering that, because I was just about... Yeah, okay, so uh, Roman is here... The best character model that we've seen so far at, like, for sure. Like, no contest, really. I feel like they've made Letty look more like Michelle Rodriguez, so I don't know what the deal with that is. And as we go, I feel like they're making Vin Diesel's face more porous. 
more sweaty. Like, maybe that is, like, just the natural progression of that, but it's it's ridiculous to me. They, they do, like, close-ups, and he's like, don't worry, Roman's not gonna get captured. And I'm like, is this the same Vin Diesel from the beginning of this game? I don't know if it is. It's, it's messed up. I think we have to be closing to the end, right? We're on hour four, five of this video game. Something like that? I'm ready for it to end an hour ago, man. Like, this is not a fun enough game to play. I think it's very funny to do, to experience, you know? I think I think that that is the, the joy of this, is that we're, we're getting a weird experience and laughing a lot, for sure, but... We really are. It is a poor game. The, the driving is so bad, and at the same time... It, like, the mechanics don't matter half the time and like, driving in traffic, but then they also only matter because it's only a driving game. But then also sometimes they're like, bash the cops, and sometimes they're like, not bash the cops. Don't do that. We gotta <laughs> Don't kill the cops or else you will instantly fail the mission and have to start over. And you're like, what is the, what is the consistency coming to here? They, they have, like, power-up slots that look like there might be, like, you can change them or, like, upgrade them to new stuff. There's, like, nothing to do in this game. There's the Tyrese's oil slick. But, like, you used that the one time, and then that you never you never have you it used, again. You used Dom's weird side wheel knives the one time. Oh, God, yeah, the intro mission, you mean? The tutorial mission? I, I, I don't know. This game kind of blows. <laughs> I'm ready to play Rise of Shifter. Never mind. No Rise of Shifter. 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 Um... I just got stuck <laughs> on one level. How long was I doing that for, Cam? It's like Dude, 45 like, minutes? Like a lot, like an hour, man. That was unbelievable. I can only pray we're towards the end of this stupid, stupid game. Where's Roman? <laughs> God. I honestly, I don't know if Roman can save the rest of this for me. I'm so I this is such a dreadful experience. <laughs> I would, I'm I'm out of here, man. If we were playing it like an hour at a time, do you think we would be enjoying it? Because when it's fun, it is fun. Like yeah, even, maybe even this super frustrating part when the cars are falling off and they're just kind of hitting me and exploding and then bouncing off my oh, chassis. I mean, there there are again hitting those jumps at the right time. You're like, well, you know, this does really does do something for me, but. There's not enough jumps that matter. There's not enough things that are happening that are actually fun in the mission. It's like, just bash these other cars off the road ten times in a row. Or it, try to get exactly lined up with the uh, front wheels of this semi-truck for 1,000 hours while we slowly grind away and shoot the tires out. Yeah, if, if we don't start one-shotting every single one of these next missions, we're going to be here for another, like, two hours. I'm, I'm, it's killing oh, it's me. It's miserable. It's miserable because it's been... It's been a while. It's been a while since we did our last checkpoint. Yeah, we. I, I mean, you know, if, I bet if you beat that mission earlier, we would have probably done another one, but... That is, that's not on you. That is just, like, insanely poor level design, insanely poor driving mechanics in general. We keep going back to every time you're driving, you're driving faster than the thing you're trying to drive at. And then if you try to let them catch up, they rocket past you in a second. It's, it's insane. It's so bad. I think it's kind of the perfect companion piece as a video game to, you know... I'll never know what you're gonna say. You're gonna say. You're gonna say. All right. Final two minutes on the Fast and the Furious Crossroads. Maybe one of the worst PlayStation games I've ever played altogether. We. I was begging 
myself to be good enough to finish this game at a certain point. It really rocked me. Not nuanced enough to be arcadey, <laughs> too arcadey to be truly good, and not good at either of those things. So it was just this sisyphitic loop of not quite getting, oh. like, getting it down to the last health point on whatever boss fight car you were fighting, or, I mean, the end was pretty rad. You were... I will say, watching Dom Toretto run on the back of a rocket like it's a train, I guess. But also, if, I mean, if you're on top of a train, you can't just run on the top of the train. You have to, you know, kind of... But, like, that goes, like, doubly for an exactly. actual rocket. That is... Why did he get on the back of it anyway? What did that he ha- do? He, he was hacking, remember you were in, Because the rocket fell over and it was going sideways along the ground. Because remember, nobody who has listened to this podcast <laughs> has played this game. There's a I, rocket I pray that not. The guy from Fargo, the bad guy from Fargo that's not Steve Buscemi, he's got an evil plan that involves a rocket in some capacity. And then it falls on the... F- on its side and perpendicular goes to the ground sideways along the ground like a car and then dom has to jump onto the rocket and then it's like there's no wind resistance he can just run across it no problem and what i was going to say at the end of our last checkpoint was this is kind of the perfect game for the fast and the furious because it's not particularly good like it has its charm and you can tell that people really thought about the game mechanics mm. just like people really thought about the family of the fast and the furious sure but it's still not very good at being a movie or uh. a game it's just interminable and bloated and insane but but that's it that's all we have to say about the fast and the furious crossroads this has been our Quarter mile marathon. About ten hours, something like that. So uh, almost, bit, almost straight up twelve hours. Way long, longer, longer than, we, than we expected it to be. And just like we said up top, it is because of our own doing. And you know what? I take that back. This game sucks so bad that it makes us worse. So I, I don't know about that. I agree. I think we could have probably beat like an Uncharted in this time easily. Oh yeah, for sure. And all in all, it, this was this was worth it to me for one reason, and that is better luck tomorrow. I think that alone would have been worth the 12 hours I just spent here. But we got a little bit of extra on top, including weirdly good good cg tyrese uh weirdly bad and changing cgi michelle rodriguez and pretty pretty spot on cgi vin diesel so i mean, I think we did okay especially when you get to the later films they start touching up his wrinkles with cgi oh, dude, it looks a little plastic identical to crossroads <laughs> oh but what say you we kick it on over to some kind of reference this week I'm excited to find out what we came up with. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Now, 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 bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, today's pop culture reference is about the production of the film Better Luck Tomorrow. While searching for funding to make this film, many major studio producers who were interested in the story asked Lynn to consider casting a mostly Caucasian lead cast. But rather than compromising on what is decidedly a film about Asian-American social culture, he used his own personal life savings and multiple credit cards to begin production on his own terms. Farther into production, when funds were running short toward the end of shooting, Lin would call on legendary rapper and credited producer MC Hammer to supply an additional $10,000 after remembering his positive response to the script when Lin had shared it with him. Due to the overwhelming support of many Asian American communities throughout the country and a solid grassroots campaign that largely stemmed from early internet forums, 
Better Luck Tomorrow was the very first film acquisition by MTV Films, who would later work with Paramount Pictures to achieve wide theatrical distribution in 2003. After the film's debut at Sundance Film Festival in 2002, some audience members were vocal about their distaste for the largely negative portrayal of young Asian American men in the story. But Roger Ebert defended the film and condemned the model minority stigma that some were using to put down the film and Justin Lin as a filmmaker. Other viewers pointed out that the brutal narrative was actually based off the 1992 murder of Stuart Tay, which was committed by a group of Asian American honor roll students in Orange County, California making Better Luck Tomorrow both a specifically morally bleak take on these characters and more accurate to true events. Seamus, I'm so glad that you found this little corner of production history for us to do our pop culture reference on because we did not know any of this yesterday when we were doing our marathon. Yeah, this was... I, I specifically didn't do a lot of research because I, I know you did the same. We wanted to go in as cold as possible because all we really knew is that th this was supposed to be a pretty good movie, but a lot of what I was finding out doing the little research here, it really it really shocked me. We 100% we missed the MC Hammer produ producer credit in the credits there. I think we must have ran to the mic too fast, but that's really <laughs> fascinating that he, like called in this personal favor to get this movie made the way he needed it to be made. He said, what's the corona budget? Only room for one scene? <laughs> oh, man, that that was the most shocking thing we did not bring up in the, in the main segment that you all just heard, is that we were shocked by the addition of corona at a, at a party scene in Better Luck Tomorrow, years before we knew that Han would be part of the family. My goodness. I mean, I think that that shows that it was always foretold. Justin Lin was always meant to be the man, the usher of the Fast and the Furious franchise. And retroactively, Better Luck Tomorrow was always fated to be in the saga. <laughs> it was written in the stars when he was making this film. So, so honestly, like, what like am I Like a Corona. Like, like a Corona. Like, there it is. Full circle. Oh, my God. I, I also, we I found out, I just wanted to mention that Sung Kang was indeed supposed to initially be Ben, the main character of this film, and we were just both using that. Again, as fate would have it, he sunk into the role of Han Solo and became the the winner of both of our hearts and everyone else who ever sees him in that role. So it really did all come together in the end with all the weird production problems and the the, the stigmas that they were fighting against in a, in a movie that is fully not about that angle of what, you know, Asian-American social class, high school drama, things like that are, are maybe people were expecting. So the, the perfect storm of one of the only perfect movies that I could think of. Very well said. And I'm sure that our listeners are eager to get back to our, it's not even delirium, it's just exhaustion on the other <laughs> end of this podcast. Uh, let, let's, let's give the people what they want, Garrett. See you on the other side. See you on the other side. See you on the other side. Be a safe renter! And now it's time to save the rec center. If you're hearing my voice in this quality of audio again, it is time to finally wrap up the show. Garrett, what do you have to save the rec center this week? Okay, so I have a proposition for you, Seamus. Lay it on me. We usually tie our marathon rec centers into just being like, hey, what was the best thing we watched this episode? 
but I see you checking the time to see how I, many for a, two minutes we have <laughs> for left. For a second, I thought we were <laughs> the, the, my alarm went off, and I was shocked, but we're good. But obviously for this, no question, Better Luck Tomorrow is the best thing that we reviewed today. Undeniably. However, I want you to look me in the eyes and tell me what you think is the most essential viewing for a Fast and the Furious fan, especially going into Fast X. Like, if I'm going to seek out watching Better Luck Tomorrow, Los Bandoleros, the two Fast and Furious prelude, colon, turbocharged. Turbocharged. Or the Fast and the Furious Crossroads, what is the thing that's going to ultimately kind of fulfill that Fast and the Furious craving? Not not that it's going to be the best experience, but the one that goes the best with the franchise. I think you'll probably agree with me that Los Bandoleros was something that I didn't expect it to be in, in our little amalgam of things today. It added a lot more to the lore, the overall lore of uh, Fast and Furious was was what the one it was uh, introing. It was pretty much just like a, the intro to the movie that was fully cut somehow. We get a cold open instead of this like a little more drawn out idea of what Dom is doing in the Dominican Republic. And I really liked the whole, we got to steal gas for the people. We got to break our boy out of prison. We got to have these like micro family moments for real in the Dominican Republic that we just never see in the little bits that we get caught up on in Fast and Furious. So I I think Los Bandoleros might be the one. Han being the cool guy at the airport that you see once and never forget for the rest of your life. I mean, come on, dude. Are you kidding me? Han making, because we knew Han was going to be in, Better luck tomorrow. It was an absolute shock and joy that he was in Los Bandoleros, and I, I think that was the way to go. I think maybe an expansion on what Turbocharged was would have done it more for me, but Los Bandoleros for sure. I, as you predicted, am going to absolutely agree with you. I think if you are a Fast and the Furious Saga fan, definitely go check out Los Bandoleros because it really does deepen the connections that Dom has to that core family that's really set up in Fast and Furious and then is carried through for the rest of the movies. I mean, Han is a very strong through line. Those Mm. weird brothers are a very strong through line throughout the rest of the franchise, and they only continue to build out the crew from there. Yeah, I'm very happy with that one. I want to get my hands on whatever Blu-ray has the special feature of Los Bandoleros, which might be a weird, shocking one, whatever does end up happening. It is Fast and Furious. It is Fast and Furious. I mean, we searched for the other ones for a while where they should have been officially, but, you know, I guess I guess that one is, that would be part of an essential box set for me at, at this point. But, Seamus, you get to go home, which is such a nice thing for both of us. Oh, thank God. That wraps us up for this week's episode of Pop Culture Reference. If you want to reach the show, you can find us at PCR underscore podcast on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. You can email us directly at popculturereferencepod at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on YouTube, leave a comment, subscribe, rate, review. Anything you can do to engage the channel really does help us out. And we aren't off the hook yet, but we are so much more <laughs> ecstatic for it because next week we'll be, we will be coming back with the penultimate chapter of the Fast and the Furious Saga, Fast X. <sighs> Brie Larson's going to be there. 
John Cena seems to have bazookas tied to the side of his car. <laughs> um, am I missing? We've got we have our collectible cups that we got in yes. AMC when we were yes, going we to did. go see Guardians of the Galaxy. So, uh, and who knows? Maybe we'll meet up with uh, the Valencia. Val- Val- no, it wasn't Valencia. It was v- Cal and Cole. 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 The characters from the Cole and Vienna. Vienna, yes. The two characters from the Fast and the Furious Crossroads. Maybe we'll catch up with them in Fast X. Who knows? We got a we got a shifter shout out in the last movie. Maybe we'll maybe we'll we'll see. Who you knows? You never know. I mean, we we did get we didn't mention this in our two minutes two minutes, two minutes, but we did also get a lot of references towards the very end to people like Hobbs and Shaw. Yes of crossroads so they straight up they drop a cypher a couple good times in there it's it, there there could be crossover in the crossroads but we'll have to wait until next week to see fingies cross Seamus. when we get our big call everyone moment and everybody's <laughs> like who are these guys at oh. Don Toretto's Tony Stark funeral, where, oh my where, God, they, where yeah. they put the engine of his charger on a wreath and float it <laughs> out into the Gulf of Mexico. Oh, God. And we just see him watching from above, like the end of Happy Gilmore, where he's just with Abraham Lincoln and an alligator. That's a weird place to end this episode, but it is, but it is what's going to happen. So we'll, we'll see you next week, y'all. See you next week, everybody. Uh, I'll leave you with the ancient and beautiful language of Spanish. Adios, amigos. <laughs> amigos. 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 <laughs>